Moncrief on News Talk. Now, there's always someone who wants new emojis. Now it's ecologists. They claim the current crop of emojis don't really reflect biodiversity as it actually is. Stefano Mamola is one of the people who've been looking at this. Afternoon, Stefano. Good afternoon. Thank you for inviting me. So why uh, uh, why are emojis important in terms of, uh, of preserving our ecology? Well, uh, not all emoji, but nature-related emoji can be important because they allow us to communicate about nature in a modern way. I mean, emoji have become a very, very popular way to express idea and emotion in the online sphere, right? Mm. So having a great diversity of uh, emoji depicting animal, plants, fungi, and and bacteria, and so on, can be useful to discuss about biodiversity, biodiversity decline, and conservation of biodiversity, right? Yeah. And so at the moment in the emoji world, are there many uh, species that are terribly underrepresented? I would say so. At least this is what we found in a recent research we did, assessing how well the set of emoji available today map into real-world biodiversity. So uh, the current uh, emoji set encompasses a lot of vertebrates, so mammals, birds, and so on, but um, some organisms like most invertebrates, but also fungi and bacteria, are severely underrepresented. Right. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, as I understand it, flatworms are underrepresented as well. Flatworms, uh, actually, <laughs> I would say most of the branches of the tree of life that uh, represent invertebrates. Yes, flatworms, tardigrades, uh, most uh, of these very obscure phyla that inhabit the marine world. And, and also all microscopic life, like all bacteria and and viruses and so on, are represented by a single emoji. Also, all fungi are represented by a single emoji. And fungi are, are very diverse, so they count uh, yeah. and thousands of species. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I suppose the amount of emojis that there are representing uh, wildlife maybe that reflects people's knowledge about wildlife and that they wouldn't know what a particular bacteria looks like, for instance. Yes, that's that's for sure true. I mean, uh, we tend to know better and and have better knowledge of organisms that are more visible and more uh, appealing to us, like organisms that somehow have some charisma, either because they are larger in size or... Uh, cute in some way or or or, or so. Um, so yes, um, most people know better vertebrates, birds, and maybe some very obvious plants, but not the unseen majority of organisms. So all the arthropods, all the microorganisms. Yes. Okay, yeah. So so, if, but does that present a problem in the sense that even if there were emojis to represent various forms of flatworm? And if somebody sent me an emoji of a flatworm, I wouldn't know what it was. That, that's that's a good point. Yes, um, for people to use emoji, they need to know what the emoji represents. Mm. That, that's correct. But on the other hand, if you have some emoji to 
which allow you to talk about this uh, unseen majority of organisms, maybe you can uh, inform yourself about what, what the emoji represents. Yeah, and and there are some popular organisms that are microscopic uh, that are well known to people but are not uh, represented in the current emoji set. An example we we uh, that comes to my mind is tardigrades. So the water bear is a very very peculiar microscopic organism that look like a small bear uh, in miniature, and it's people found it very cute, so it became. Um, very widespread in memes and uh, and people know it a lot and google it a lot but it's not in our emoji set so right yeah because i suppose that another problem is that they could be open to misinterpretation if you sent someone a an emoji of a flatworm they might think thought they might think it was something <laughs> else they might think you were being obscene uh, sure <laughs> maybe i don't know that, that's possible, that's possible. Uh, also because most of these uh, animal and plant emoji are actually used not to talk about animal and plants, but to express other ideas. So yeah. if I send an emoji of a snail, maybe I'm I'm talking about uh, a person being slow or letar, lethargy in general. So maybe it's not... The use that people make of emojis may be different what from what the emoji actually represents. Yeah. But yeah. still, still having the possibility to express some of these concepts in a very immediate and and wide and I don't know, immediate way is quite yeah. quite useful, I think. Who who makes up all the emojis? Is there some international body you can appeal to? Yes. You anybody can actually submit a proposal for an emoji, and this is evaluated by a commission. I don't know the details, but they will decide whether it's suitable or not. And so this is based, I guess, on criteria that include uh, how useful is this concept for communication, and also about how the rendering. So will it work the, this picture at at a low resolution? That is the one we have on WhatsApp yeah. or whatever, yeah. Uh, are you going to do that? Is, is that your plan to submit some ideas? Uh, I don't know. We were thinking about, we, we, we did this research and we were not sure where it would go, but it's getting a lot of attention. So maybe it's a good, uh, good time to submit a few new emoji. Uh, I think with 10 to 20 new emoji, we could really depict some of the missing branches of the tree of life. So really, it will be very easy to, to represent some missing biodiversity with, with, uh, with not, uh, not so many, many new emojis. So maybe we will do, I don't know. Or somebody else will do. I mean, this is a general uh, analysis that shows wh what is missing, then people can act if they want to. Stefano Mamola is a postdoctoral ecologist in Italy. Stefano, thank you very much. You are welcome. Thank you for the interest in inviting me. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.